Welcome to Sister Sister Live Show, where we have conversations that matter. Tune in every week as we bring in new guests to share their light. We want to reach everyone until everyone comes home. Hey, and good afternoon. I know it's it's crazy you see us in the afternoon, but welcome to the Sister Sister Live Show. We are extremely blessed and excited to bring Nicole on the on Sister Sister Live Show. You you know what I almost did? I almost uh, embarrassed myself and said on the author's porch because that other new podcast that I'm doing has got me uh, confused. So no, we are on Sister Sister Live Show. It's kind of like who's on third? What day is it? <laughs> <laughs> so Nicole, how are you doing today? Today is going to be a great day, I've decided. Um, and I think you have to make that decision every day when you get up and 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 start your day. Um, I'm in California, so it's 10 a.m. here. I've I've been awake since eight. Um, I'm a reformed night owl, and <laughs> so the pandemic has. <laughs> The pandemic has turned me into a normal person and people are probably laughing like 8 a.m. She got out of at 8 a.m. I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm up, you know, before the sun comes up and I'm like, well, I'm working on it, folks. I'm working on it. Like, give me some time. But, um, get there. <laughs> <laughs> but from from working till 2.15 in the morning, getting home at like, you know, three o'clock in the morning, trying to get to sleep by 4 a.m., um, unwinding and stuff, and then and then getting up and trying to start your day at 10 a.m. with the other job. Um, I just remember that crazy. It's been a year now since I've lost both my jobs. So wow. one of them's kind of hanging in there by a thread. But yeah. um, because of pandemic, I've been uh, fortunate enough to follow my passion and something I'd been working towards for six years prior to this um, Prior to this, hold on, I have a dog barking at me. That's okay. Um, you might hear uh, three of mine or six of mine, depending on uh, who's at the door or if they're just coming in to say hello. So I feel you. She, uh, so real quick, she's Nicole, a chewini. She's, <laughs> she want to get up on the couch. She can't do I it love by chewinis. <laughs> Stop. Okay. So uh, just so the audience knows, Nicole and I have been connected for a couple months now, and I absolutely love her spirit and her drive and the things that she does, um, not only to help herself, but to help other authors. Nicole wrote that lovely book behind you, Sophia Madison and the Voice Within, and I read it and it's a doozy. I love it. Um, and what Nicole's talking about is she followed her passion to write that book. Um, and now, you know, we're still in the pandemic um, and you did, um, you were a singer, you did singing before the pandemic hit and that mm -hmm. shut down and then real estate and that's kind of holding on tiny, tiny bit, right? And now mm -hmm. you wrote your first book. It took you six years to write it. It's out there. It's doing phenomenal. It's an amazing book. And now you, we're still in the pandemic a year later and you're experiencing some burnout, huh? Trying to get back on that horse, so yes. to speak. 
and get that second book out. Tell us about, tell us about that. Like, how's that? Well, learn, you know, I, I didn't realize when I first started writing this book, I mean, I knew I didn't know what I was doing. So, you know, I took my time and, 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 and figured out how to, you know, took the classes and, and figured out how to do that part of it. So I got that part done. And then there comes the editing process and the beta reading process. And um, so then you get all the people telling you, okay, you have to change this, that, this, that. There's a plot hole here. There's, you know, formatting issues here. The cover's not speaking to me. You know, what's, go you know, this. So, okay, so then there's an editing process. Then there's the cover process. Then there's the... Um, publishing process, then there's the marketing process. Now I'm in the marketing process and um, it is, it's so overwhelming. So I find myself almost becoming stifled uh, with, because I'm overwhelmed. And I have had the worst writer's block for the last week and a half. Um, and it's partially because I stepped aside from my reading critique group, which is always a uh, accountability and a yeah. deadline. And, um, but uh, I just needed to take a break from them. I felt like I, at first I thought they were slowing me down. And then, uh, cause that can happen sometimes if you get into your own head when somebody critiques your work and, or someone says something to you that just rubs you the wrong way or, yeah. you know, it's never easy. You can really get into your own head and we all need. Yeah. 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 It's not easy. I'm to sorry. accept. Yeah, no, it's not easy to accept um, other people's views on your work because I know it's when you're writing, um, you're, you know, and especially you and me, we've talked about this a lot of times. You're right. You know, we write from a place with such passion about the story, right? Like we really love what mm -hmm. we wrote to the point where we would protect it like our own children. So when somebody gives you some criticism and they're, they're coming from a good place, you're kind of like, oh, no, mm -hmm. you didn't, <laughs> you know, so that's the stuff I can take. No problem. It's it's the stuff that. Oh, it's hard to explain. Sometimes you get criticism that comes out of nowhere that doesn't really have any relevance. Someone's, it's hard to take criticism from somebody who's not connecting with your work, even if it's not yeah. their, their cup of tea. You know, yeah. they have to be able to put their editor blinders on and, mm -hmm. you know, not take it personally and, and go through it. Um, True. So anyway, it, it was, it's, so it's really hard to take criticism from someone who's, who's, who's just not invested um yeah, yeah absolutely in like, any way, like if form, I had, that's why we that's why we do this yeah and yeah sorry. sorry there's a little bit of a delay so we tend to be I, I tend to accidentally talk over you and I do apologize for that um but you're that's right okay. if somebody doesn't like so I write uh children's books and if somebody isn't a doesn't have children and they just don't get my story, like this one, Paul Paul's Recliner. They don't understand the premise behind it. They don't understand I wrote it for my father. And it's a very, you know, personal story. Um, and they're critiquing it going, well, there's no way there could be a magical recliner because they're more of a realist and they're more into crime fiction or whatever. And it's like, hold on a minute. You're not really in the same genre type. So you could critique outside of your genre, but you have to understand 
that story and why it's going that way and, and critique the story and not mm-hmm. um, that you just don't like the genre. So I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hard part. Right. So you said it's been, a so, you know, you've written um, it's been, yeah. So yeah, it's been a while since I've been able to really, I, every time I pull up my book, I'm like, no, <laughs> I read two lines. I'm like, nope, slam. And I just, I got this great opportunity to write uh, for someone's very, uh, uh, for, for a newsletter, the guy's got a huge web, um, mm-hmm. which would put me out there in front of, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. I'll share my experience with, with you on that as well. Yeah. Um, and the connection, but, um, I just, I, I have like all these assignments I have to do and I haven't been able to do anything. I, I think I've just family stuff has happened and, and, you know, the, in the middle of this pandemic, it's so easy to just get overwhelmed about everything. It's just been a hell of a year for everybody. And um, uh, so I'm working on trying to keep myself from, from getting caught up into that, into that uh, overwhelming, stifling, just you know, stuck. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I've been, I've been jumping do. in the I've been jumping in the water again. I'm a swimmer and I've been unable to uh, get in any pools or any, any, you know, I've had a broken ankle since September. So I can't like walk down the beach and get in the water, but there's a couple places I know of because I live in a very, really cool area. So, um, and I grew up here. So I have a couple secret spots I can get in, but I can't get out. So that recent swim, let's, let's tell the people how you, like, you're a whole boss with some of this stuff because, oh, no, sir. <laughs> let's talk about your recent swim. Tell us about that. I feel like, well, for me, I need to go to extremes to get a reset. And um, so when I start feeling like this and stuff starts building up, I've never been right if I'm not getting in the water every day. And so here I am a year later, just fish out of water, flopping around on the deck, starting to lose my mind. So I had my wetsuit from, you know, uh, my, my Alcatraz competition many, many years ago. And that water in the uh, San Francisco Bay was 52 degrees. Now, there's some people out there going 52 degrees with a wetsuit. Well, let me tell you what, you stick your head in that water and you get brain freeze. <laughs> like, a, like you ate ice cream. That's what it feels like. Mm. And, but when you jump into that water, so it's about 56 here right now. And um, in, in San Diego, and that's the coldest, the water gets really cold in, in February. It, it's, it's, there's a very rare few that will brave it. So there's surfers. I don't know how they get out there and do that every single day. They're just uh, acclimated to it because there's surfers in, in and out of the water all day long. But as far as getting in and, and submerging, submerging yourself for long periods of time, um, you know, you can, you risk a little hypothermia and stuff, even with the wetsuit on. So um, I find it exhilarating. <laughs> I, I, I find that when, you know, Tony Robbins swears by it the the cold really? water shock so yep, he swears a, by it like yeah. a polar bear type of swim right in the ocean <laughs> no uh, yeah well in the bay in the, okay. which san diego ocean bay it's basically the same thing okay um and you've also it's just swam deeper, the calmer water right? it's cold 
I've swam from Alcatraz to San Francisco. Yeah. And you've also bungee jumped? I was, I, I've been bungee jumping and ziplining since I was 18. It's kind of a thing. That's another thing is I go and jump off the stratosphere uh, in Las Vegas on my birthday every year to do a reset. Oh, and um, yeah, it's, it, I, I don't really do the bungee jumping much anymore. That stuff, that can be very hairy. And I'm getting, you know, I'm getting older. <laughs> I need to like <laughs> reassess what, what I'm putting my body through. <laughs> so, oh, but the cold it. water dip seemed, <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I have this adventurous streak. Yeah. But I also have this clumsy streak where I've always got an injury because I just get myself into these, these, uh, Mm. situations like like I said broken ankle for the last five months I might have to have surgery on that and before that it was a popped hamstring before that it was a a, a broken leg before that you know it's just it's like one year on one year off so I spend I'm one year running. getting in great shape and then one year getting yeah. out of shape you know <laughs> I wish I spent a year getting in great sh great shape I'm gonna do that one day I'm gonna put that on my to-do list but uh, <laughs> but I walk into walls around my house. So look, me and my husband was bringing in a new futon for because we're <laughs> renovating one of the rooms. Renovating means I'm just moving stuff around. I'm not fancy doing anything. But I'm moving, and I bought a futon, and I got rid of the old beds that the kids had. And I'm walking backwards. And I try to go up the stair. Boom, flat out. I was done. Out. I, I didn't knock myself out or anything. But so I feel <laughs> oh, no. But I don't do the ocean because of a dream I had at 12 years old that I was in a pool and there were sharks and whales and big fish in the deep end. And now I'm scared to go into any water where my feet doesn't touch and I don't want anything over my knees. So I don't do water. Like I know scary. a lot of people like that. I've been trying, see, I've been up, I've been up to this stuff for, for well over a decade now. So I'm always trying to, my little swim team, I call team gratitude because um, I'm just so thankful for, to, to have the, you know, to have that experience and to, and, and what it does for me, my mind, body, and spirit. And so I'm always trying to come on, come swim with me. I don't, cause it, you know, I don't like to swim alone, but I do it. And yeah you should see me when I do it. I've got buoys trailing from me, you know, and I'm in pretty protected areas, but sometimes I get, I take chances. So it's better. I swim with people. So I've been trying to recruit people for years and they're, I've had so many like you, like, are you nuts? No, there's no way I'm doing <laughs> I, that. But know, I, don't I also stopped nuts. swimming in the ocean. I, I, I also stopped swimming in the ocean after a, a shark experience. Oh. So <laughs> See, I don't so think I just swim in the bays now. Like I think that I think that you're wildly exciting. <laughs> I don't think you're nuts. Well, because I think that when I'm not else, sitting on the couch, <laughs> <laughs> uh, honey. I, you know what? I was playing trivia last night on a live video, and they said, <laughs> "What's the one thing in your house that get used the most?" And I put my first thing was recliner. So I feel you, but um, so <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's true because we've got three of them in the house. But, <laughs> but um, so what it sounds like is with you kind of dealing with this burnout because we're all stuck in the house. 
Um, COVID's hitting mm -hmm. a lot of people in so many different ways. Like crazy. Yeah, you can't even imagine what people are dealing with behind the scenes, but we all put our makeup on and nice jewelry mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff and just put a smile on and keep going because that's that's what strong women do. Um, and now, you know, how do you keep going? How do you keep saying, I'm going to accomplish my goals? And it sounds like you need something exciting to happen, some thrill. Mm-hmm. So, well, let me tell you, some days I just don't move. Some days I am watching reruns of The Nanny all day long <laughs> or Golden Girls or whatever, just because I need to disconnect yeah. and I need to rest. And I, do. I sometimes I just when I get overwhelmed, my body just feels like it weighs 10,000 pounds. So I have to really fight. And I and I know it doesn't. I just have to fight myself every single day. And sometimes I lose that battle with myself. And so it's okay, I think, is what I'm trying to say here is mm -hmm. some of us need different things to get their motor going, you know, but um, on a day-to-day -day basis right now, we're all struggling. And, um, and I think that's very normal. The one thing I do find that, that gets us into that zone can also be the negative self-talk. Um, I've been doing some reading and I've been I've been um, taking some spiritual meetings lately, um, which have helped. They've opened my eyes to some things. I don't agree with all of it, but a lot of it makes some sense to me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there the brain is going 24 hours a day. It's only when we're conscious that we have control over our thoughts. Right. So uh, what we need to do and it's it's like exercise. It's hard as exercise. It's hard as getting up and working out when you really don't want to. It's mm -hmm. the same thing. It's like um, you have to tell yourself to say nice things to yourself. Like talk to yourself like your most cherished person that you love. You would never say the mean things that your your brain is doing to you, that your inner voice is doing to you constantly on a daily basis. You're not doing this fast enough. Get up. You know, you're yeah. you're not, this is not good enough. This is, you know, you you need to do better. You need to, okay. And then there's, there's, it's like a fine line. Some of this is like, okay, listen to that voice, get up, get out of bed. But then some of that stuff that it says, you know, it can, it can rip you apart. So you have to be real careful about what you say to yourself when you're not looking. Does yeah, that make sense? You know, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I had a interview with Daniel Levin on the mosaic and if you get a chance to go in and if he's still doing it, I haven't talked to Daniel in a while, but I had an epiphany when I was just conversating with Daniel. And the thing is you, you sign up to go and have a conversation with Daniel and you never know anything about him beforehand. You don't meet him, nothing. You never talk to him. So you have no premise behind it, but you just go in and have just a genuine conversation with a stranger. And there was an epiphany that happened in that. And that he really brought out and, and made me aware of. And I, I've never really thought about it because I'd always said that negative voice, I always tell it to shut up. It ain't right. And you, I needed, you know, cause I was always, I'm very strong minded. And, and when that negative voice came at me, um, you know, pounding me in the head, basically for lack of better words, I would always go, girl, you better get back in your place. Don't be, don't make me knock you out. You know, stuff like yeah. that, like, like be quiet. And then he said, what if she just needs to be heard and understood then that's maybe that's mm -hmm. when 
quiet. And I was like, wow. He said that when he became friends with basically, for lack of better words, I'm not quoting him because I couldn't quote Daniel Levin, trust me. Um, but when he became friends with that <laughs> voice in his head, then that's more when his he became one with mm -hmm. himself. And I was like, oh my God. So as I'm taking a shower or any of those moments when I'm sitting in those places that are quiet and there's nothing going on, doctor's office, waiting at the grocery store, you know, whatever you're doing that there's just not enough going on to occupy your mind. Um, and that voice tries to come up going, oh, well, you thought you were going to do this today. And once again, you didn't get it done. I say, why mm -hmm. do you, you know, in my head, I, I say, well, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel that you had to get it done? Why would it not be okay that we just took a day off? What, how would you feel about that? And I mm -hmm. found myself, my self-worth, like looking at myself in the mirror and feeling good about myself and even my productivity has just increased. So I, I think you're right. Sometimes you have to be you, you have to like hold yourself like a baby, you know, and, and not to the point mm -hmm. where you basically don't take responsibility or accountability, but you have to be willing to be okay with the days that you you're not okay. Well, what happens when we take those days for ourselves and they're so nice, they turn into a week or mm -hmm. two. We yeah. don't have accountability right now. We don't have to get off the couch. We don't have to do something if we don't want to. We're being paid to stay home and stay safe. As, and um, not everybody. I mean, well, of course not everybody. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. Me, me in particular, because of the uh, line of work I was in, I lost both of my jobs. So I am fortunate enough to get the pandemic relief, which has just paid the, paid the rent, basically. Um, and... But, and my savings went out the window, but um, I was fortunate enough to have that extra boost where I could be productive. And I, and I, I just have these big gaps now where um, I lose momentum. And so I, you know, I think it's winter time as well. The weather's changing. Mm -hmm. It's cold everywhere. I know I said I'm in San Diego, but it's, it's what I'm acclimated to. And it's, you know, it gets cold here at night too. It's cold here during, we're having storms, you know, it's not. Um, and let me tell you when it's beautiful out, I'm out of here I know, as, as much as possible, but with a broken ankle, I don't get, I don't get very far. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. and, and um, I understand that. And for me, what I do for myself is say, okay, well, if you need a break, take a break. But I also go and I pep talk myself and say, okay, well, you need a break, but how is that break making you feel? Are you feeling, is it making you feel better about yourself or is it allowing you to no longer accept responsibility for your own future? Right. And, and in my head, sometimes I rationalize and I also, I also, you won't see me um, watching the news channels don't get involved. I couldn't, I know what's going on. Don't get me wrong. I pay attention to that. I watch my 15 minutes in the morning and then I just don't get wrapped around the things I can't control. I do a lot mm -hmm. of uh, mindfulness and try to fill myself with things that I can control and focus on those and let a lot of letting go. And it's not 
yeah it, it's it's a hard time it's exercise yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like but but being mindful is is it's not easy it's no. not always easy to keep on top of yourself because sometimes you'll just ignore it you know and and so that's what i'm saying um i i tend to do the same things i fall into these little ruts and then i'm able to pull myself out but sometimes i need to use extreme measures like jumping in ice cold water or mm -hmm. jumping off a building or something um and i had these ruts even um before uh the pandemic mm -hmm. um except for i i had to be accountable i had to be at work i had to you know show up i had to um I basically had to be the life of the party. <laughs> so no matter what I had to be, you know, yeah. now it's like, and maybe that's what's, what part of it is. I've, I, you know, I'm an entertainer. So, um, you need to entertain. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a bit of, uh, yeah, I guess so. Somebody told me, you, you know, you really need to be out there doing something to entertain people. I'm like, well, I am, I'm just doing it in another, you know, fashion rather than singing yeah well maybe, I actually there's had a, some maybe there's a way that you could bring some of that what you did to a virtual format um so that you can bring it back into your life to make you feel um more accountable i guess you would say and, and there's you know there's right. all kinds of things going on and we're you know we're, we're going into more of like uh, girl talk, which which we're gonna get, yeah. <laughs> Every time we get together, we we will talk for hours. But I do want to talk about that lovely book behind you because if not, we're gonna be here all day talking because I know how we okay, are. Okay, okay, okay. I know how we are. <laughs> so so, Addison <laughs> and the Voice Within is your first debut romance novel. Um, so tell us a little bit about it. Um, well, I'm really proud of this book. You know. It's a, it's a trip when you write something that you're so proud of and when you're revising it and you're reading it over and over and over again, it's still fun to you as the writer. That's when you know you've got something that, because I've written other stuff, I'm like, oh, no, this isn't, you know, this, is, this needs to be worked on or this needs to go. This is um, a book that I've enjoyed every single step of the process, except for the marketing process. <laughs> Um, anyway, it, it, <laughs> so it's, it's like having a conversation with your best friend. It's like the girl sitting around the, the lunch table at Sex in the City, you know, in, in, in Manhattan on Sex in the City and, and really dishing the dirt with each other. I mean, they hold nothing back and neither do I when I'm in my writing, I get right into these characters. Um, and and they're all very rich characters. They're all a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. There's that entertainment factor that goes on with my writing, but there's also another uh, factor because I, um, it's brutally honest in the way that we all stumble, we all fall. Um, and not everybody's able to pick themselves up, but my uh, main character, she's able to pick herself up every time and yeah. um i find that she's inspirational and um also empowering so that's what i like to do when i write i i like to entertain women i like to inspire women and i like to empower women so there's always a takeaway 
at a good feeling takeaway, and especially with this book, um, you know, not all of us recover from heartbreak very well. And um, I think she did. I think she did a great job moving on with her life after um, having her heart broken. Uh, But the adventures that led her into all of this stuff that she got herself into that resulted in the broken heart, you know, she, (laughs) she she had so much fun doing it. The, the pain that it caused, she just like, I'm never, I would never take that back. The, the sex, the, the, the travel, the adventure, the, you know, the adrenaline, Mm -hmm. um, it gives you a little bit of everything too. If you like travel, if you like, uh, if you're interested in like fine dining establishments and, and being a foodie, um, we have a little bit of that for you. Um, if you're interested in, uh, the Hollywood life, um, movie stars, and we, there's a little bit of that in there for you. Um, if you're interested in, uh, um, what, what it takes for a person to pull themselves out of a bad situation and, and heal themselves and get on with it. There's a little bit of that in there for you. There's also some revenge and there's mm-hmm. definitely some redemption. You know, what I loved about this book, uh, Nicole is the character, Sophia Madison, AKA Maddie, right? Cause I'm going to, I mean, she's my girlfriend yeah. now, so I'm going to call her Maddie um, <laughs> cause I've read the book. Um, and I, I've given you my feedback. I've told and you, thank you, and I've, you know, talked about it on the author author's porch as well. And what I like about Maddie is she is so relatable. And I will tell you, I have listened to some part of Maddie's story and so many different women that I have connected with and or been related to and or experienced myself. And I love it because you can (laughs) see all these different parts moving and you just, you could feel everything um, that's going on. And I love the fact that it doesn't hide it. She, you know, in the book, you don't try to hide the fact that she got hurt and you don't try to hide the fact that she ugly cries in it with her best friend about it. You don't try to hide those things. You, you celebrate them <laughs> and show them and let them know, you know, how to start pulling yourself out from that, that dark place. And that's what makes it so wonderful. But real quick, mm-hmm. I just want to, we've got some audience here. Uh, we've got Lisa oh. Love and Frankie Collins from Indianapolis. That's my Aunt Lisa, my Aunt Frankie. Hi. Um, you also got Lauren Elizabeth says, hello, Nicole. And then Amy McCain. Oh, hello as well. Oh, my goodness. Hi, girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to go back to the book just a little bit. But, Do you know um, who? Go ahead. Oh, I based the one of the characters on Lauren Elizabeth. Oh, my God. The wine she's huh is it the the, bride oh the bride oh that's so cool congratulations the beautiful beautiful bride (laughs) and then amy is amazing as well she is one of my singing buddies and i gotta tell you she can bring the house down hi amy (laughs) maybe you and amy need to get on virtually and do like a (laughs) Do a singing podcast or something where you can still entertain. <laughs> I, think she, I think she has actually. She, Amy's Amy's got some talents of her own. We need to bring her into the loop. I think. All right. Well, we'll talk <laughs> later, Ames. 
<laughs> so I mean, finding that passion. So, so guys, um, go and read Sophia, Sophia Madison, the voice with them, because Maddie, the character, the main character in the book, you're going to relate to her as a woman, if you have ever uh, just tried to be, she says, oh, I love you, boo. That's from Amy. <laughs> um, Maddie tells you about being guarded, about learning how to open yourself up, about an exhilarating moment in life where you just allow yourself to be free, about not trusting your gut when you should have, about trusting your gut, <laughs> about having those friends that will let you ugly cry and drink wine with them, about picking yourself <laughs> up, dusting off, and moving forward fabulously mm -hmm. in your life. And, and I just, I loved it. I got chills when I read it. Uh, what is your next book going to be about? My next book is really fun and I'm really excited about it um, and it's right around the corner folks it's coming so we have the we have the cover and design at the moment it's a it's a prequel to the Sophia Madison it's it's so I'm turning her into a series because she was so well received um, and so it's it's a story told of it's called Double Trouble and it's Sophia Madison, the summer of 1987, part one and part, uh, Double Trouble, part one and part two. So it's going to be two novellas. Uh, when they're both out, they'll be sold as a package. Um, the first one takes place when she's 15 years old. The second one takes place when she's 30 with the same similar cast of characters. Um, so it's, it's 1987. She's 15 years old. She's becoming a young woman mm. it's the summer before her sophomore year where the sun is shining and the boys are everywhere and she has this great best friend who's kind of a little old she's running with an older crowd and they're pulling her right out of her shell really quickly mm -hmm. and so she's you know she's discovering this exciting world where kids are sneaking out and getting caught and um kissing boys for the things. first time and <laughs> and sneaking into dance clubs and um people are getting into trouble and and um you know it's it's Don't so much fun away. because i won't but okay, you good. always remember that that very first kiss oh my god and so i remember um, first and sometimes history and repeats itself name. so oh me too <laughs> I'm not going to tell it Both on of here. Them. <laughs> I'm not going to tell it on here. But okay. Both of them, double trouble. They were identical twins. Lord, this is going to so be a, this there, is going to be a bestseller. There was there's this there's a set of mischievous twins uh, that I don't know. I just remember them fondly, and <laughs> um, so they they played flipsies on the girls they dated. And uh, so I, I, you know, it was something I had heard about them, you know, years after I had kissed the one, it was my first kiss and it was something that knocked my socks off and I never forgot it. So uh, here comes double trouble. God, I don't, they don't hate me. <laughs> you know, and this is you know, it's I a small the, town. Yeah. What, what, but what I like about your stories is yes, a lot of the stuff experiences come from firsthand experiences but in a fictional setting like you fictionalize 
your experience. Absolutely. And I do that a lot as well. Like I know, like, like even in my children's books where my finger going, like, like Pawpaw's recliner. Right. And I'm not trying to like, like look at my books, but in Pawpaw's recliner, yes, Pawpaw is a real person. Oh, he should though. (laughs) Yes. His, his grandchildren Mm -hmm. are real people. Yes. There is this recreation center that they all go to, but no, there is no magical recliner. No, there isn't these adventures that they went on in a magical recliner. So you take, your, your firsthand experiences and you fictionalize them in your head in, in different ways so that they become these fantastic works of art. And I can't wait to read it. I'm excited. This sounds like a, a marvelous book. Um, I have recently found myself loving this genre more than I ever thought I would. Um, and I'm excited for you to bring these out. So you're writing one too, aren't you? Well, I'm dabbling. You're writing your own. So no, I've read some snippets from it and it's really good. And um, I think you should go full steam ahead. Well, what I'm doing, I'm doing, if you know about Wattpad, what I'm doing is I'm putting portions of it on Wattpad as I write it and allowing people to read it as I write it. So what they can do is give me their feedback through the entire process to finish. So they're basically helping me write this book, the general public. That's really interesting. So it's, it's a risk, right? That's really interesting. There's always a risk to put your work out there. No, you know what? Just constructive criticism is great and I'm all for it. And um, you know what? I depend on it, honestly, because writers, we miss all the plot holes, Mm -hmm. not all the plot holes, but we'll miss big plot holes. we'll word things weird we'll be redundant and eat no matter how much we um read it over and over again if we don't have other eyes on our work it's gonna slip through the cracks and you're not gonna get the product you want it's not always what you want to hear but take what you want and leave what you don't and and um i think that's a very constructive way to to accomplish um writing in a new genre and um, but I was I was really impressed with what I've seen so far, and um, that's a big it, it compliment like a from you. Thank too. you. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's it's very well written, and it and it and it's a good storyline. So um, I'm very excited to get behind you. And you know what? When yours is done, I can put you in the back of my book as books you may like, because in the back of my I have my book reformatted. Okay. And um, I have this. I have a a friend of mine. Well, like you, we became friends, um, Angelique Bossman, and I also know with the book studio, studio, I also know that um, you do formatting and book covers as well, Um, but I hooked up with her before I knew that, (laughs) so I I do have my, my bookmarks, but in the back of the book, thank you, and she listened to my, she listened to my vision. She didn't always agree with me, but she put up with me, um, which is important. And and it's and it was a it was tug of war. Let me tell you, it was she did not she did not want to do this. And um, but the the end result was it pops out it pops out on every shelf. Um, but in the back of the book, in the back of the book, there's books you may like. So um, I'm all about supporting other authors in the genre. Um, so I'm waiting for yours to come out so that when I put d- double trouble out, I could put yours in the back as well. 
Well, thank you very much. That's a huge compliment. Let's support each other. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm all about supporting. That's why we created the Author's Porch, which is my other podcast. Me and Anastasia created that because um, it's hard. Like you said, it's a self-published author because uh, one of the reasons why you get so exhausted and you kind of go into a rut with writing is because you have to write it, then you have to get it formatted, get it edited, get the cover design, you have to do all the promos, and then you have to market it. And if you don't know anything about marketing, um, which I didn't in the beginning, then you base you've got to do everything yourself. And it is exhausting, literally from the time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to bed is all about marketing, um, authentic conversations, because I just love people in general, as long as I'm on the internet, I I won't lie, I have social anxiety. So being close to people (laughs) is a little difficult for me. Um, So marketing is this huge part. (laughs) I liked your post about that. You you said, (laughs) sorry, you posted something about that online the other day that was really great. You're like, I'll do anything from the ends of the earth for you, but I won't meet you for coffee or something like that. Oh my God, Um, that was And it really rang... I really, it, it made me understand a little bit about what you go through. Yeah. So that was from my friend, Gabby Garland. We connected uh, through the internet and through her. I mean, she came on my podcast, but I listen to her podcast frequently and uh, she's just an amazing individual. And she posted that because we have a lot of, we have conversations about my social anxiety and we, I've been to a couple of her events where she helps women have connect authentically like it's not about the sale it's not about the market it's not about social media it's about authentically connecting with other women and that's what gabby does and i love gabby garland because um that's what she brings to the table and she does it so well uh and she sent that to me on messenger she goes oh my god this made me think of you so much so i had to post it and i was like oh my god you know me so well and i've never met you in person (laughs) so but oh. so when, <laughs> we that's how on. I feel about you. Oh, yes. We, you know what? We could go on forever, Nicole. And I know that we're going to go, we're going to sideline a lot of things that we need to talk about because it's been for a long, it's been a while. Um, so I'm going to, today yeah. I've got some house painting to do and some jewelry making with my mother in law because I bought a jewelry making kit. I'm super oh, excited. That sounds fun. But I'm going to message you because we, we, <laughs> back on camera not for the whole world to see but back on camera so we can talk about some things but tell our guests all the people that are watching when to expect your double trouble your two double trouble books double trouble well um i will have it set up for pre-release um within the next couple of months um before i even market like heavily market the first one i'll have the second one set up for pre-release so it should become available for pre-release in spring um it should i should probably have a finished product by summertime um and then there'll be the second half uh as well uh once i so there'll be two coming out boom boom in the summertime um it's part one and part two they're novellas they're only slightly smaller than the first book. Um, the first book is a, is is about seventy thousand words, which is a normal uh, ro- romance book, uh, chiclet book. But um, they'll be a, t- a tad smaller. It's just two two different eras, and you know the first book 
leans more young adult. The second book is kind of steamy romance and um, women's fiction. So uh, I want people to, if they're not old enough to read the second book, I, you know, I need them to be able to read one or the other or one then the other. That's cool. But the, the, the young adult one actually speaks to uh, women as well. So even if you're, you're reading it, it's, it's, it speaks to uh, women of all ages. Um, everyone that I've ha- has had eyes on it so far, are like, this is so much fun. And I know you're writing in the voice of a 15 year old, you know, mm-hmm. you're this character, it's still Maddie. So you still have her character coming forward. And um, it's just watching her develop a little bit, but the things she goes through, she gets herself into all these crazy scenarios and, and, um, and just, and the way she works it out, you know, it, it's, it's, she's remarkable. That's so cool. I, uh, I wish I were more like her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to connect with Maddie once again over these new books and I'll be looking for the pre-release. Make sure you send us details on that so we can share it with our audience here and also over on the author's porch. Um, I'm so excited for your journey and for what you have going on and the authenticity that you bring in your genre, as well as as a human being. And I'm so glad that we've connected because we have um, such a great kinship um, that we have cultivated over the past few months. And it's just fun. Like, I just have fun Mm. when we talk. It is fun. If you could leave the audience with one piece of advice when it comes to burnout, um, what would that be? Um, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to rest. We need to rest. And if, if it goes a little too far, if you start hearing that voice telling you, okay, enough, listen to it and get up and do something that, um, will make you feel better. Go for a a lot go for a walk or call somebody you care about um it it uh we do need to take care of ourselves so um and it's it's very frustrating when you're stuck in the middle of it that you feel like there's no way out and i i'm not sure if we got through to that point of it um i experience it and it's a roller coaster um little things can take you down big things can take you down it's how you deal with it. You need to find your own tools and what speaks to you. Um, if it's spiritual healing, if it's, you know, religion, if it's exercise, everybody should find some sort of exercise to, so the endorphins rush through their bodies and, um, you know, and, and takes care of some of that negativity. Um, we all need to take care of ourselves is the point and don't beat yourself up for feeling this way we all are yeah yeah a lot of people are going through and thank you for that because the burnout is going to hit a lot of people um and i experience it i have my roller coasters i mean two days ago i ugly cried uh, to my husband about some stuff that i was (laughs) dealing with and how i was feeling about some stuff and every once in a while i'll call my mom and i'll be like oh i got all this going on or every once in a while you know there's just different things and sometimes i will write paragraphs and paragraphs in the certain mood and then go back and delete all of it because it was just in a bad moment and it doesn't fit the book but it was what I needed to write out. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for coming on today. Um, do you have any shout outs? Oh, you've got Rhonda, Stats, Julie uh, DeBoer, Joan. Sorry oh. if I 
sorry if I messed up your name and Leslie oh my gosh Dider Pekin oh no that's okay Rhonda just Rhonda got my book for her birth for her birthday I hope she liked it and Julie yeah. and I have known each other since the sixth grade uh -oh. and um need stories she's been, she's been on one heck of a journey hi Julie <laughs> oh no 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 Julie <laughs> don't do that she's been on a she's been on a heck of a journey hi Julie and then I don't know if you heard anyway me. um Leslie. wow it's so oh my gosh all these people are popping in how exciting yeah. Hi. Uh, you have an amazing uh -huh. group of wow. individuals that uh, support you, and I'm glad that you have that in your corner because that's important as well. Do you have any shout outs that you want to give to anybody other than these fantastic women that came on to support you today? Yes. Hi to everybody who chimed, who, who tuned in. Um, and thank you for following me on my journey. Uh, there's so many people. I can't single it out. I have so many people to thank. Um, I, I like. I, you should see my my acknowledgments page in my book. It's like this long. <laughs> I guess I can't awesome. just thank one person. So I just want to thank everybody and um, and everybody. They all know who they are too. So uh, um, it's been an incredible journey, and I'm very fortunate and I'm very thankful. I walked into a bookstore the day before yesterday, and there it was. I couldn't believe I it. I didn't know it was on display. So, I mean, I, I had a book signing plan there, which I canceled due to COVID twice. So I walked in some of my books just so in case people did read it in the paper and they showed up for the book signing, um, there would be a, some, but I only dropped a couple, you know, like, like five, five off, not a big, I'm like, I didn't think there was going to be a big rush on my books during the pandemic. So um, on a canceled book signing. So I, um, I went in there to see if they wanted me to take them back so they weren't taking up any room, you know, oh, under the counter or, oh. you know, and I walk in and they had, they had created a, an entire uh, shelf as you walk in is the first thing you see for local authors and boom, my book was right there. And I'm like, cool. oh, let me just put the new one with the new cover on top of the other. <laughs> yeah, I so that was yeah. quite... When you see something like that, it was like, wow. And on and I, I posted it to um, my Facebook site. I posted it to um, a writer's group on Facebook that we're on. And I posted it to another writer's group um, just as inspiration for other writers because that we all dream of that moment. Mm -hmm. And um, it, was, it was one of those like the lady in the bookstore thought I was insane. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, she's like. She's like, authors. And I was like, really? I'm like, this is kind of a big deal. You know, yeah. my book is on a shelf in a bookstore. Like yeah. I, I, you know, you know, you think about it, you, you, you manifest it, you obsess about it. And then the moment it happens, it's the weirdest. I mean, I, it's, it's pretty intense. And I really, really had a great time with it. And I, so I posted it to inspire other authors because it's doable. Um, to, in that that moment took work I had to network to get that moment you know I had to but it it you know if you if you reach out to places and distribute your book and ask to do book signings and and you know you you keep chugging cool stuff like this happens so yeah. it, it it makes you think there's a light at the end of the tunnel so if this the stuff can happen on a local 
scale, why can't it happen on a global scale? Yeah, That's how and, I'm thinking. And thank so you for when I posted it, when I posted it to these, oh, let me just wrap this up. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, when I posted it to these two sites, I had a huge response to it and sold a bunch of books. So it was, it was a good day yesterday. There you go. Keep at it, people. Yeah, you know, and the <laughs> post was very inspiring. I mean, I think all of us want that moment, you know, and I saw that and I was like, look at Nicole. She done went and did it. She done went and did it. I was so super <laughs> Oh my God, I would totally have a heart attack if I walked in somewhere and one of my books was on a freaking shelf at a store. So it was so inspiring. Um, right. It, you know, it's just so amazing. So thank you for sharing that and letting and and doing it in a way where it wasn't like, look at me, how important I am, because that's not who you are. But you were doing it in a way no. that other people, <laughs> they can do it too. So thank you for doing that because I know who you are in your heart. And I know that you are the type of person that wants to bring everybody oh. along the journey with you. So thank you for that. Um, so I just want to give a shout out real quick. Um, my jewels come from uh, Love, Pebble and Jewels. Uh, my Aunt Lisa and my mom sell the, the jewelry. And I just wanted to give them a shout out because every single Saturday I have to have my jewels on and I get my jewelry from my mom and my aunt Lisa who do their jewelry and aunt Frankie Aunt Frankie does a lot of the behind the scenes work. Um, so I just wanted to give them a shout out because they watch uh, every show that I do. They watch, they come to everything. They read every single one of my books. So like you, uh, that tribe is so important. And I'm so glad that your tribe of ladies came in today because it's amazing when you get to see them um, really supporting people. Go ahead. Oh, I saw you unwrapping your box of treats the other day mm. of goodies. And you said they were nickel and lead free. They are. It's paparazzi right? jewelry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting because I can't wear jewelry. I'm allergic to everything. Mm -hmm. I can only wear bracelets. So I can't wear anything in my ears unless it's like stainless steel. Okay. It's And it still bothers me. So I was I was really found that interesting, but it's always fun to watch you unwrap your box of goodies that, uh, that you get. <laughs> you know, I do crazy stuff. I love that time. feeling. And I love, uh, I, I'm a little bit of a jewelry addict um, and I love to show different pieces off and I just love to support people in any way that I can. And uh, Julie says you're such an inspiration um, and that you're awesome. Hmm. So, and um, Amy also says that you're inspired. Me or you? You. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you. <laughs> but thank you I'm so, much. so dumb sometimes. <laughs> no, yeah, I think oh. that I think that we have talked a lot and I think that our brains are probably like fuming because we've talked. But you know what? <laughs> Every time we get together we do this. And it's usually off camera. And I think the first time Yes, we and my face hurts from smiling. You know, I, the first time we talked was like two hours and we were just <laughs> two strangers that jumped on a Zoom call for two hours talking. So I'm going to wrap this up so we can let everybody go about their day. But it looks oh, like- Oh, gosh, because you just brought something else up I wanted to talk to you about. Well, let's well okay. um, my uncle just did his very first interview and I was unable to coach him the way you coached me. I was unable <laughs> to get rid of his nerves um, and be a help. I was just, I was unable and it, uh, I really appreciated you for that. Well, anytime um, you're having nerves or if you know anyone that needs a little pep talk, don't hesitate to send them in my inbox because I- This is the I first one I haven't people. been nervous on, honestly. <laughs> Sorry, I just talked over you. 
No, you're this fine. is the first one I've not been nervous on. Well, that's uh, good. Because and I've I, been at it for a while now, so. I like to try. It's, to it's not easy. And just let you do a good job. You know what? I figure that if I'm if I'm super goofy, they go, well, you know what? I could never look that crazy, so I'm good. <laughs> no. That's you're just goal. honest and relatable. At, oh, you're just honest and relatable. You're not goofy. <laughs> okay, so Lisa Well, fun says, goofy, not Yes, I am goofy and I love it. I love every bit of it. So I'm never going to be offended if you ever call me goofy. Um, Lisa wants to send you a couple pieces of jewelry. So I'm going to get with you offline. Um, she wants oh. to see if it will work for you. So wow, thank you. Influencer, fabulous. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, so that's I'm how gonna, this gonna, thing works. So that people start their day. We're, we're, we're having a marathon right now, folks. We're like on this marathon conversation, um, but I'm having a good time. But I'm sure that my husband is like, hello, we've got things to do today. And I'm like, yep. totally forgetting about my responsibility. Okay, I'm sorry. But no, it's fine. Um, I've got to paint and I've been excited about painting all week. And I really want to make this jewelry. And if I can make a good piece, I'm sending you because I've got this special crystal that I bought. And it's all about creativity and finding the child within and stuff. And I think it fits so much with what you do. And if I could really make this jewelry the way I want, um, I know you're allergic to a lot of stuff, but uh -huh. I, I'll send you one and then you can take I, bracelets. it apart. I love bracelets. I love bracelets. I'll find out how to make a bracelet. Okay. So we are really going to go this time because we t literally every time I say something, we go into a whole new conversation. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So thank you guys for watching today. If you want to get a hold of Nicole, all of her information is in the show notes. Please reach out to her. If you want to learn more about writing in the process, Please. Nicole is very open to helping people learn about that process. In order for her to write her first book, she went and took a bunch of classes because she wanted to learn every single aspect of the writing process so reach out to her by Sophia Madison and the voice within Maddie is such a relatable character you are going to love connecting with Maddie if you're a woman if you're a man you're going to love this book just because it is so much fun as well yeah looking forward to the spring and the summer of watching not watching sorry reading double trouble and we are going to see you guys next week. And we have another fabulous guest. But remember, all through the week, uh, Mel will be out there beating the streets in one way, shape, or fashion. And if we can get some uh, footage of it to help you guys inspire you to let you know that every day you just have to try. You just have to try a little more than the day before. And one, and like my friend Sue Bowles um, says, she says, one step ahead of the other one step at a time, you can get there. So guys, have a fantastic Saturday. We care about every single one of you. We're excited for the things that uh, you bring to the table. And we will talk to you later. Bye, guys. Thank you so much, CJ. Bye. Thanks, bye.